to another episode of 34 to Glory. I'm your host, Tyler Flesh, joined by my co-host, Brian Flesh. Hey there. And we also have a guest to talk about the Bears, Matt Flesh. Hello. We Thank have you. three of us now. Matt is also a diehard Bears fan, so we decided to do... Uh, we're still going to do the bi-week episode where we go through all the teams. That'll be out on Wednesday or something. We haven't decided yet. For this one, however... We thought, let's bring in some Bears fans. Let's get perspective, since it is the bye week, on where we stand right now. I know it's an early bye week, but I think we've had enough of a sample size to kind of dictate where we are. So, with that being said, Matt, how do you feel about the season so far? The season so far uh, has not been great in my <laughs> estimation, but I am excited for the rest of the season, honestly. I think that we do have a championship caliber defense, so I'm excited to see where that can take us. So, Matt, what do you think has been most the most surprising thing about the Bears this year that you would not have expected at the beginning of the season? I was not expecting our offense to be this stagnant. I thought with uh, you know the second year in the offense with Trubisky. You know, the exciting running back, David Montgomery, coming out. You know, everybody was really excited about him. Everybody thought he was going to be a really good player. Um, I think that he still is. I think that we haven't given him the ball enough. You know, I think the running game has been underutilized tremendously. That was very surprising to me. I thought with Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery that we'd be looking really good there. But it just hasn't happened. It kind of, It just kind of feels weird that we, <laughs> we get rid of Howard. I get we bring in Montgomery. But then we do this thing <laughs> that we have talked about, and I'm, that's not good for radio, as I point to my father. We <laughs> have talked about, but... Hi, Tyler. <laughs> what, what it is, is then all of a sudden it's like, hey, third and four, let's bring in Cordero pa- Patterson and hand him the ball off, because that's not obvious. That, right. to me, just makes no sense. It's like we have, like you said right there, you said, you know, you feel like he's underutilized. I do, too, because... Here you have a back where they have to respect the pass also, but I feel like when Cordell goes in the back, they're like, well, they've given it to him every time he's back there, so easy to key in on him. Well, and and that's a good point, Tyler, because the other thing that I want to hear Matt's opinion on, too, is, you know, what do you think of the play calling this year in terms of the offensive play calling? I, I would agree with what Tyler said. You know, when Cordell comes in, you pretty much know what's going to happen. It's going to be a direct snap to him or some type, you know, it's going to him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was, that's pretty surprising too. They haven't utilized his versatility in the fakes and, you know, flea flickers and those kind of things. Yeah. Um, but overall, you know, the play calling I think has been pretty rough. Like I said, I, I think that we need to run the ball more, you know, take, I- take it off Trubisky's shoulders or, or Chase Daniel, you know, either one who's ever playing, because that's going to be <laughs> our strength. And and I think that, like we had kind of talked about before the podcast, you know, the, the Bears really haven't had a quarterback in a long time. And, you know, they've been good on good running and defense. And I think that that's what's going to continue us forward until we really get somebody back there that can that can really sling it. Yeah, I, I would say uh, 
I agree with all that. I think one of our biggest problems is I don't think we're as creative as we were last year. Like we used to have some trickery, some plays, used to go for it on fourth down more. And I personally think, in my opinion, and I've said this before, I think it's because Nagy's not going to come out and say, hey, our quarterbacks are no good. But I think Nagy knows our quarterbacks are no good. He's like, man, I can't call anything. They can't make this pass. Like Trubisky has like, his completion percentage is like amazing. And then you look at the completion percentage after 10 yards and it's 51%. (laughs) It's really bad. That's super bad. So I, I just, I don't know. I don't know where we, I I don't know how we rebound from this year. I, I am excited though, too. Uh, I agree with the championship defense for sure. Just frustrated, man, that like you have that and then you don't have that one piece to the puzzle. Just, yeah. wanna, just trying to jam it in there with your fist. <laughs> you know, it, it, it really feels to me that we don't have a lot of motion in the offense like we had last year. There was a lot of pre-stap motion last year. That's that, a good point. Um, really seem to kind of throw some of the off, the defenses off. This year, we just seem more vanilla, and especially on first down. Does it seem that way to you guys? that We were looking this up, and, and even though, what was our percentage of runs on first down? It wasn't that big. See, I we, thought it was huge, and it I, came I out too. to like we were 30th in the NFL. We passed most of the time on first down, and I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to have to look back on that. I don't have it in front of me, but I don't feel like that's right. I, it could yeah. be. It could but, be, but I don't know. Do you, don't, you guys agree with that? That the offense seems a little vanilla and lacks the same amount of kind of motion pre-snap? I would agree with the lack of motion for sure. You know, from what from what I see, I, I guess I want it to be more vanilla, though. It, like pounding the ball on <laughs> first through third down, you know? Um but uh, you know, I think we have playmakers in the backfield, and you know, I don't think I think our wide receiving core is good. I don't think it's great. You know, I think a lot of people around the league would agree with that. Um, so I really think that we need to stay focused on where our strength really is, and we have two dynamic players in the backfield that should be doing more things uh, for the offense and for the team. I was telling my dad that I would like to see more Tariq Cohen and. Montgomery in the backfield at the same time to get mismatches on these linebackers because they're both so good. I mean, I've never seen, like, I didn't know how good of a catcher Montgomery was until last week or, or in Oakland when they split him out wide, a cornerback's on him, and I don't know why Chase Daniel threw him the ball like that, but he did like a comeback route, and Chase just threw it, covered all over, brings it in one-handed first down. I was like... right. We need a linebacker on that guy. Like, we need to get the mismatch, and we need to find it because we have two fast, speedy, but it always seems like it's one or the other, in or out. And I feel like, well, you know, especially with um, Taylor Gabriel being hurt with Weems in, you could easily pull Weems out for a play and alternate one of them or something. I don't know. I'm not good at, like, drawing up plays. Just something to think about. Yeah, it is something to think about it. The, the other thing about Montgomery that I want to point out is in college, he had one of the highest yards after contact of any running back in college. Yak I mean, yards. Could, yak yards. I mean, after after he was contacted, 
He, but this year, look, where is he being contacted at? Oftentimes, it's right at the line of scrimmage or sometimes even in the backfield. So somehow, we've got to use his talents to get open four or five yards downfield. I think we need to, actually, guys, I think we need to throw the ball to our backs a little bit more than we have. Yeah, that's Including what I was, Cohen. Yeah, with the mismatches. Yeah, yeah. I would say, though, uh, I would like to see, when Trubisky comes back, I would really like to see him just start throwing some balls just up, like see if Allen Robinson can catch him. Because it seems to be like Allen Robinson, that's that's his bread and butter. Like, I'm not going to burn you downfield like a Tyreek Hill, but I am going to outjump you and I'm going to bring the ball down. Um, I I do have a question, though, for Matt. Uh do you feel like our kicker's leg's going to fall off? Because <laughs> I'm very worried because he keeps kicking the ball and he keeps collapsing after every kick. From what I've seen so far, I'm pretty confident his leg will not fall off. <laughs> Though I'm not a doctor. <laughs> no, I, I think Out, they... Outstanding diagnosis, Matt. Outstanding. <laughs> he might be okay, he might not, but his leg will remain. I think he's been pretty decent so far. Uh, oh, I, I no, I like him. I'm thinking though. I guess my question was more: Do you think we should be going for two more than or having Pat O'Donnell try? Because I feel like, but kicker's very valuable, as Bears fans know, and we have one. We traded for him, and he's gonna try to fight through. And if he's in that much pain, shouldn't we just try to? I don't know if you you go for two. Maybe you bring in somebody else, right? Like, um, but yeah, obviously he's trying to fight through the injury, and but he's he's still doing a great job. But yeah, if he can't go, um, then they need to bring in somebody else. Because like, if you look at the kick though, like the ball, like if you don't look at the kicker, you're like, oh, right down the middle, great kick. And then they pan back to, to Eddie. Hopping on got, one one feet. And he's got two guys coming over to help him, off, help the him field. off the field. I'm like, oh, this is not good. Maybe it's just for the drama. <laughs> he's building it up, right? <laughs> that's right. Need ratings. Yeah. That's what we need. Kicker drama. That's well, that's what I do. If I ever get hurt, <laughs> he's you know hoping, I'm gonna play it up quite a bit. He's open. He's open for that thirty for thirty. What if I told you a kicker's leg fell off halfway through the season? And he still made every kick. <laughs> who, who was the kicker that was missing half of the foot? Oh yeah, right. He was. Yeah, he he, he had s- the record too. He, didn't yes, he, he did. Sixty-three one. yards, I think. Can't think of his name right now. See, so it could be mm. a positive. <laughs> <laughs> would would they allow him to kick with like a Blade Runner type leg, like, or would they make him go left footed? You know, I don't know. I think today's they'd make him go left footed. It'd be way too could, much. Could of a you damage. even say anything? You think other fans would be like, "This is cheating," but we can't say this out loud because this is really bad because he actually lost it during the kick. That's right. I, I think you have to use it to your advantage. <laughs> I, I think we may want to get back to bear football. Yeah, we were close. We're still on there. <laughs> um, defensively, uh, I was I was talking to Dad about this. I think. I'm a little concerned, not with any of the players, but like to me, it shows you how good we are defensively because we lost Adrian Amos, 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 Amos. to the Packers and the Packers. (laughs) Tim's really having a week over there. 
I don't know if that. I don't know if the microphones picked it up. But. I, I believe Tim thought you said anus. <laughs> <laughs> Took a picture of anus. <laughs> so I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, but no, we so we lost, and you know it's weird that anus brought me back to it. But Amos, Amos, we lost him, right? We pick up Ha Ha Clinton Dix, and it's like nothing ever happened. He was on the first team All-Pro. I'm not feeling any effects of losing him, and I don't even know how well he's doing at Green Bay. I guess my only concern is, why only a one-year one deal for Ha Ha? I mean, I thought he'd at least get a three. We signed him to a one, and it's up at the end of this year. And he's been proven to be pretty good so far. I'd seen some articles at the beginning of the year saying that he was kind of convinced to go to the Bears, yeah, um, by some by some Bears teammates. So I think that that's probably well because Eddie Eddie Jackson right, Eddie played Jackson. with him at Bama. Yep. So maybe that's the reason for the one year deal is he just kind of wanted to go there, see how it was, and and then uh, I hope we can sign him again. Term. Is one my I yeah mean, I, dilemma is uh, not dilemma. I'm just. I get nervous. I'm like, I just want to hang on to everyone. Like, I know it's we're going to fall apart and eventually... Well, not fall apart, but, you know, you lose players. Yeah, That's the type it's, of league it's a, it is. It's a part of the NFL. You always lose a few players. But uh, quick question, though. Do we ever... Did we ever find out what happened to Akeem Hicks? Um, well, I mean, we saw the, the elbow injury. Um, it looked like a dislocation. But I don't know that I've seen I, I don't know. a timetable I don't, on return I don't know or if anything I've like seen that. an official statement out by the Bears. Maybe one has come out, and I just haven't seen it. But uh seemed pretty, pretty clear that it was a dislocation. Hakeem Hicks. I mean, look. As you guys continue. Yeah, you got to fill here, Dad. Yeah, as you guys continue to look for that, I'm really concerned a little bit more than perhaps you guys are just about the play calling of Nagy. I really see a difference between the first year play calling uh, and and this year's play calling. And I'm I'm just kind of curious, is it just me and my perspective? Or do you guys see um, a real big difference between the first um, few games of this year and the first few games of last year? No, I, I, I've seen a difference. I've seen... Do you think it's a better difference? But I've, I've, difference? Oh, I've told you why I think there's a difference. I'm telling you right now, he doesn't have a quarterback. He knows that. When you don't have a quarterback, that takes away the ability to call certain plays. That's what I was trying to explain to you last week. Like, if you're playing Madden and your arm strength is 75, well, you can't keep calling passes to throw the long ball all day because you're not going to get there. I think Nagy's like, listen, here's what I have. I have to cook a meal for 12 people, and these are the only ingredients. I feel like that's what's happening, and the ingredients aren't that good. Ingredients so, are Trubisky so and the, Daniel. So the play, the lack of creativity with play calling, you would blame on, I don't have a quarterback that I could open up my entire playbook on, and therefore... That's I have to keep it simple. I have to, to keep it simple because okay. I have such a great defense. So it's, so it's that the I kiss. can't. Well, I have such a great defense. I can't turn the ball over. I can't force the issue. I have to rely on my defense to make plays for my offense, essentially. But but if the difference is there, does that mean that Nagy thinks that Trubisky regressed in the offseason as opposed to going forward? That's my personal opinion. Yeah, that's I think a question. He, that's a good question. My personal opinion is yes. 
but he'll never say it publicly. I think in private meetings and stuff, there's stuff happening. So we'll see. You know, it, it would be very scary behind the scenes if Nagy has truly lost faith in Trubisky and we're just kind of limping along this year with, you know, 75% of the playbook because of the other 25% of the playbook we just can't use. So let's let's go down that that rabbit hole, right? If Trubisky is not going to work out, how does how does this get better for the Bears? We're going to have a good team. It's, you know, we're going to be in the playoffs probably. Once a and, so yeah. And so how does how does this get better? You don't have that many picks. You traded away picks. Um, the only way I could see it getting better this year is once the trade deadline. I mean, could we possibly trade for October 29th, four p.m. Yeah. I mean, how about if um, a certain Jaguar quarterback no, comes man. back from He's injury? Not, they got him. You, you think Nick Foles would be the answer? No, no. They start Nick Foles. We grab Minshew. <laughs> he wants Minshew. He wants the jack. But I want the, the must. I want the mustache. And the, what? What is his new nickname now? The Jockstrap King. I guess so. I, obviously, the sample size with with Gardner Minshew hasn't been great. I mean, he has been good. I'm I'm not sure. You He's know, accurate. obviously, He's got accuracy. What our quarterback lacks is accuracy. He's got it. Yeah, but I mean. To Matt's point, there's still been no film. When film is on a quarterback and then the next year, that's when things get difficult. When defenses can break you down. And and let's be realistic. If we're I know that's your hopeful approach, but if we're being realistic to the idea, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea what to do. I've already brought up Colin Kaepernick as maybe I, I brought up Colin Kaepernick as Maybe a backup, but but I do have the Josh Rosen idea. I know it sounds crazy, but if it doesn't work out for him in Miami this year, you might as well bring him to Chicago to give him a shot because we have a hell of a lot more weapons offensively and defensively than he ever is going to have in Miami. And I, I don't feel like he's getting a fair shot. And if you can take a flyer on him well, and you get, get him for free, you then get you get might him, as well. Yeah, you get him... Dirt cheap. The first, but you definitely don't trade this year. <clears throat> no, I don't. No. I, I think this year is just the. This year is the throwaway year. So in an ass. Well, God, I say that, but I don't want to. See, you that, know what I mean? Like, yeah, I that's want. A, that's exactly it. I, I don't want this to be a throwaway year with, with our defense. Oh man, what a waste if if this is a throwaway year because our offense can't really drive and and consistently. Um, get first downs and become the kind of team we want them to be. I, man, maybe I just don't want to believe that's the way this year is going to go. Just a quick update on Hakeem Hicks. Yeah. Mum's the word is what the article said. Mum is the word. Well, They're keeping everything th- close to their chest. That's, that's why we haven't heard anything. So hopefully he can get back. I don't think, I, I think we have enough yeah. replacements to fix that, but so, still so I, hurts. So I guess the answer to Matt's question is what, what gets this better is that uh, we don't see it getting better unless some kind of a, a big trade could go through. We just continue to limp along with the... Uh, well, the problem with the big trade idea is would, get, would Ryan 
Gase? Why am I saying Gase? Pace. Whoa. Yeah. Thought I was having a stroke. Adam Adam Gase. Adam. (laughs) What will Adam Gase do next with his crazy eyes? Ooh, that's that's a scary thought, isn't it? Stare at something for thirty minutes straight. (laughs) But I think with Pace, will he even pull the trigger? Because Matt, before the podcast, Matt even brought up we moved up to get him. We didn't need to move up to get Trubisky. Trubisky would have been there. You know, we've talked about this before. We move up. That's his boy. See, that's the thing I worry about, that Pace is going to say, that's that's my man. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking with him. Um, where he goes, I go. So, and, and you know what? That's a pretty scary thought if you're do, a general Do you have manager. an answer to your own question? I, I do not. That's why I was asking you guys. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, I'm hoping Trubisky turns a corner. He's still he's still a young player. So there is that possibility out there that, that you know, he could be the answer. And maybe he just needs to be brought along slowly. And, you know, that's that's how the NFL used to go. But now we're seeing the NFL of today where Pat Mahomes or Patrick Mahomes is stepping in and he's doing well right away. And, you know, there's... A, a lot of other guys, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore is stepping in, doing good things right away. I mean, he did have a, a year or two behind um, blanking on, yeah, on yeah, the I, new no, Broncos Joe quarterback. Flacco. Joe Flacco. Joe there Flacco. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so you know, it's it's a league of instant gratification, and, and we're wondering why, you know, Trubisky's not doing well. Maybe maybe it will just take time, and, and I'm hopeful of that. So, you know, that's, that's a really good point because maybe as fans, we have developed a new temperature in the water in terms of how long we wait for things to get better. Well, and, and, I, and that, that might, that, that has some relevance here because I can remember teams does. in the old days, as Matt said, you, you know, you, you might have a new quarterback sit two to three years, four years on the bench. And you wouldn't even think of playing them. Now, if they don't get that ROI, that return on investment right away, well, let's let's get them off our team. Well, and it's hard, too, when quarterbacks like Matt gave a lot of good examples there. But let's not forget, last year in the playoffs, Lamar Jackson didn't throw a touchdown pass for a legitimate two and a half hours. And now look at him. So that doesn't help when you see... Trubisky have that full time, that full process, and it took Lamar one off season. So, so let's let's back up here, and I want to ask the question: Is when you both see Trubisky get in trouble, does he do the things that good quarterbacks do when he gets in trouble and there's a pass rush? Do you see him having that kind of a? You know, you know what I'm talking about. What do good quarterbacks do when the pass rushes on? Them? You, you want to know if he's looking downfield, looking for the pass, or looking for the run. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think that I've seen times where he he kind of lacks that feel, that pocket presence, where you know somebody's coming from the blind side, and you know the good quarterbacks know to step up and and get a, get out of there. And um, so I definitely think that he's lacked that at times. You think that's a part of being relatively new as a quarterback you know it could be it could be i i haven't seen any stats on or looked up any stats on how much he's run this year as opposed to last year it's a lot lower right so maybe he's maybe he's trying to develop and and stay in that pocket and not looking to the run where that kind of gave him some of that 
that dynamic playability last year is to, you know, take off and have that be part of the game and, you know, focus on throwing now, that that might be, you know, a little bit of the regression that we're seeing because if, if teams don't have to worry about a run or or anything like that, then then they're gonna, you know, pin their ears back and come after him, especially if he knows that especially if they know yeah. that he's gonna get rattled. Yeah, I well and we've had those two yeah. two we've we've talked about this also. I keep saying that, but it's um I'll stop now. After I've caught myself mid-sense, uh, who was it on the Packers? Uh, safety said it, and then on the Redskins, a safety said it. Then their quote was, "If we can get Mitch to play quarterback and not have him run, we can win this game." Now, I believe the Packers, but come on, Washington, really, yeah. Yeah. really? I mean, you're gonna need like Tariq Cohen. I think actually, I think Tariq Cohen could have beat you at quarterback. I mean, you're not a good team, so let's just yeah. Well, the, just I want to. Sh- yeah, yeah, I know. But I guess the other thing I get concerned with about Mitch is it almost looks to me at times, and maybe this is to Matt's point, a thing of youth that it looks to me that instead of going to his first and second checkdown and his third. He makes up his mind right at the the line of scrimmage of where the ball's going to go to. So, you know, that young quarterbacks do that. They they don't often go to their their checkdown receiver and their third receiver. Do do we think that's just a developmental thing with Mitch or is is Mitch just not a guy who can see the field well? I don't know. Uh, Matt, you can have that one. <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm serious. I I don't know. I mean, that's really the question: is can can he play fast enough for the NFL? Yeah, and, yeah. And you know, I think it's yet to be seen. I, he'll get, you know, the rest of the season, next season. But if we don't see real progression, then then it will be the end of the Mitch Trubisky era in, in Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. So do you give him another season after this if he has a bad season? I think you have to. You've invested so much in that position in that player that. You know, you at least have to kind of stay the course and and see if he's going to get better. We have, we have an offensive mind at head coach. You know, hopefully, we can see that development happen. I, th- I because, think, like we touched on a little bit earlier, there's there's not really a good way out of this. I don't think that if you put Mitch Trubisky on the open market, that somebody's going to come in there and, and take him and really give you something for him that you can go out and get somebody else. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, my my first reaction to that, Matt, is if they invest more time in him, I think I might invest more of my money in Alka Seltzer and Pepto Bismol and Prilosec. <laughs> I was gonna go booze, but okay. Um, I think the biggest fear I have is with the whole thing that I'm really afraid of is if he has a bad season this year, but if he turns the corner next year. We can't do the big contract. That's the only fear I have. Listen, if he turns a corner, I'm all for it. I am a fan. I I have been hard on this guy all season, and I will remain so until proven you know wrong. My the point is just that it's the big. It's that that's the problem is that big contract. We all remember Cutler. We all remember the hundred like. I feel like any quarterback nowadays, especially, is just giving getting that hundred million dollar contract. Yeah. It's hard to see a hundred million dollar quarterback 
riding the exercise bike on the sideline during the playoffs. That should never NFC ever, championship. Ever yeah, that's true. It, the, it was the actual championship. And then walking with his soon-to-be wife in Hollywood the next day. I wonder where his head was with at. rolling his eyes and a smirk. Also, now smoking Jay. You know. Yeah, that's a whole different. That's, yeah, that, we're uh, we're not bitter. Can you tell? <laughs> Tune into our new podcast. We hate Jay airing weekdays. I miss nine it. to five. When he went out wide that one time and just kind of dropped his hands and stood there, that was amazing. <laughs> or what about the uh, game? I know we're getting a little off topic, but I got to talk about this. Remember the game when Dante Hall picked him off once and he said, he's not going to do that again. I'm just going to keep trying. Well, four interceptions later. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets so stubborn and stuck in his way. So it just, I, it tri- just, yeah. I will say, though, Trubisky, in my opinion, is better than Cutler already. Yeah, I, it's, it, I think it's hard. I don't think we'd be as hard on Trubisky if it weren't for where we took him. Absolutely. It's, when you take someone that high, the expectations go with it. You, you, you can't expect an average quarterback taking a, a, a quarterback that high. Just unbelievable. And that we moved up to get him when he would have been there. But, anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean... And the Bears have done an, a pretty good job of putting more pieces around him too, though. Like Allen Robinson has been a great pickup. You know, Taylor Gabriel, he was in Atlanta. He's with the Bears now. Taylor He's Gabriel actually good. that one surprised me. I didn't think he'd be that good. I like him. I'm a fan. I mean, I'm a fan of what he does. I mean, he's he, I I'm also a fan of Anthony Miller. I just I don't know if we're we we said this last podcast that I would like to see him just Mitch Take some shots, man. It's time to get a little risky, man. It's time to have some faith in your receivers. I mean, you're good at throwing it high. So. Well, I, I agree, but like like you had alluded to a little bit earlier, you know, does he have that ability? Yeah. Or that's are true. we really, you know, trying to keep all the throws within ten yards because we don't want the interceptions because of the inaccuracy and all those type of things? I don't know if Nagy has given him the green light to to throw it deep. I I I think he hasn't clearly, and I, uh, I, what he when I think back to what he's thrown, and this is Trubisky I'm referring to, I don't think he's had more than a couple balls over thirty yards the whole year. I mean, well, he had, I mean Chase Daniel holds the record for thirty nine. That's right. the longest pass play of the season for the Bears. Yeah, and he did that in. I mean, Daniel has more interceptions. I just, the whole Daniel thing, I would like to talk about this for a little bit. Like, we can get, we know what Trubisky is and everything, but with the thing with Daniel, I what are we doing there? Like, I would like to see us get a better backup. Listen, he might be a great dude as a human being, as a person, but he's made enough money. He's been in the league for 11 years. Maybe he needs to, not maybe, in my opinion, he needs to go play for someone else. It's not working out here. Well, he, he, he can't prepare. You called yeah, that. Yeah. Dad, you said he cannot prepare he, for games. He cannot. I mean, if you look at it, when he comes in cold, unprepared, he does very well for the Bears. Give him one week to prepare, we lose that next game. I mean, that's that's kind of pretty much the track record. So I, I personally think it's time for him to go in the offseason. I don't think... We could get someone who knows the offense like him right now. Um, so I, I think we, I think we've got to hold him, and, and then take a look at our options during the off season. 
But I mean, there there should be a option other than him. Obviously, I, I mean, I, I'm yes, I I would hope so. I I don't know what that option would be though. Honestly, I mean, if you look around the league right now, you have so many quarterbacks that are you know, starting for their first time that people aren't familiar with. Backups are a premium right now, and you know, That's there's true. not even enough good quarterbacks to be on every NFL team, let alone having a really good backup quarterback. He's talking about Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> right. That's why fourth but, quarterback, right? right? But that's why yeah. Bridgewater's making $7 million backing up Breeze because, I mean, that that's such a viable asset to have when your Hall of Famer's out and you're still getting wins. Right, but is, is Teddy Bridgewater a starting quarterback in the NFL? Minute. Minnesota Vikings didn't think so, right? And they have Kirk Cousins now. I personally don't can, think so. You can kind of see how how that's gone. So so having a starting quarterback on the bench, you know, I don't know if that's ever going to be be a viable option anymore. Yeah, I I, I see I, your point, but I'm wondering if we pay them more if they say I don't know. Like that's that's also an ego thing. Like you know, everyone wants to play, and I understand that, but. I honestly, well, it's like what happened to Nick Foles. You know, he wins the Super Bowl. Do they win that Super Bowl with Carson? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But the the what's with happening with the Saints right now is really cool. Is it can it last? I don't know. I just know that Chase just bothers me sometimes with where he's throwing the ball. What he's like, he looks so good at times. You're like. Wow, that's a that's a really good ball. And then like the the game, the the interception, I get a text from Matt and he goes, "Who was that to?" Like <laughs> no right. one knew. Right. So that that was a terrible interception. I mean, it was yards away from the nearest bear player, right? But you know, I, I think that that is the difference between a backup quarterback in the NFL and a starting quarterback in the NFL too. Is you should see at least consistency out of your starter. Yeah, I, I I think it's going to be rough to, to find a, a good backup. And um, certainly right now, we don't have uh, a good backup. And it doesn't appear that our number one quarterback is helping us much this year. So I'm hopeful as a Bear fan. Um, I want Mitch to do well. I, I, I really, really do. Tyler will be the first person to tell you, man, that, you know, I was so optimistic about Mitch Trubisky when we first got him. I was so high on him. I I loved the way he looked in some of the preseason games and how he was throwing the ball. Loved how he rolled out of the pocket, which seemed to be a strength for him. And uh, it it just, just hasn't panned out so far. Doggone it. Do we have any... I know this might be a dumb question. Are there any defensive concerns whatsoever? I don't have any. You know, I don't either. My my biggest defensive concern coming into the into the season was the loss of Vic Vangio, right? I mean, he goes to Denver, he takes the head coaching job, and then Bears bring in Chuck Pagano. Obviously, we're pretty familiar with him living where we do. You know, a lot of a lot of Colts fans around and and everything like that. Um so I was I was pretty worried that that we might not see the type of defense that we'd seen previously with the Bears, but but overall I think that he's done a good job and that the Bears defense has looked really good. Yeah, I, 
You know, it, it's a good example of Chuck Pagano coming in and not overcoaching. He came in and he basically told the defense, we're not going to switch a lot of terminology. We're not going to switch a lot of what you guys do well. He came in and he tweaked things. And that actually takes some real maturity as a coach not to come in and, quote, put your stamp all over it. He's also using us as a stepping stool, in my opinion. But Yeah, that, that might be. And, and, I mean, look, anyone who was going to inherit this bear defense got a pot of gold. Let's just face it. Yeah, that's why, mean, that's why he came out to do it. I think that he is using us as a stepping stone to get a head coaching job. But I also was completely wrong when I thought losing, because I was with Matt. I was like, man, we lost Vic. Like, we're going to see a little bit of a decline in the defense. Like, that was, I mean, he took a Mel Tucker crap defense and just turned it around in a season. That was amazing, remarkable. So, I, I mean... He did, we we didn't regress really like at all. I mean, maybe a little bit if you like want to get real technical with numbers and stuff, but we really didn't. And I was wrong about that. So I mean, that's why I feel so good about our defense. I I don't see any problems really. I, I don't either. And I tell you, um, even when our middle linebacker went out, I was really impressed by the backup. Nick Kwiatkowski? That Nick came in, and I don't know about you guys, but I thought he played an outstanding game. He did. He did. So, What about that as a Chicago name? Oh, <laughs> it's it's like the best, right? right? I mean, if you really wanted to give a guy the uh, the typical Chicago name, you, you would want to either that that next to Butkus. I mean, come on. You know, that's that's a classic. Yeah, it's really good. So I, I don't really have anything else. Do you, if there's anything else you want to hit on, you, or Matt? Uh, I don't have anything. Is No, I don't have anything. Just uh, go Bears. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's great having Matt here with us today. All right. Well, uh, with that being said, we'll wrap this up here. And uh, Matt, thank you for joining us. And, thank you. Uh, we'll have you back, definitely. And... Uh, We'll uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll move on to the uh, the next interview we have up later. So I will. This is I, I'm not even gonna lie. I was trying to do a smooth transition to the next one because we're gonna edit this, but like we're gonna actually just take a break. But in your headphones, we're just gonna be back in like literally no time at all. So thanks again, Matt, for coming back, and uh, we'll be back with a different Matt. and we're back from break which was a lot longer to us than it was for you because as far as you know the episode has just continually continued if that makes sense but i'm joined back by my uh, co-host brian flesh and father hey there and and then we're back with a uh, different matt matt coleman joins us hey hey so, uh, Matt, what we've been doing, Matt wasn't here for the first part, and that's kind of like how we wanted it. We wanted to get people's, we wanted to get different perspectives without maybe an influence. So, the reason why we're having Matt on now, and we didn't do like a roundtable discussion, which sometime we will, we, we will try that, but 
is to get Matt's own, you know, opinion uh, on stuff without maybe being influenced one way or another. And he hasn't heard any of our opinions, Dad. So, uh, so we're 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 pretty much ready to go. We've would we call this fresh? <laughs> well, I think we're gonna have to call this episode back to back Matts. Back to back Matts. All right. Except you got the sexy one this time. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? There's no way to tell because we're on a podcast. Which is probably for the best. <laughs> we all have faces for radio, folks. So Yeah. Yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, Matt, how do you feel about the season so far entering the bye week, week six for the Bears? Well, I have to do I have to say one thing. Offense is doing an incredible job. An incredible job of reminding me how high my blood pressure is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's been rough, but um, I guess for you, what do you think are the high points and low points of this season so far? Well, the high points are definitely the defense. Uh, defense is rock solid. Um, they're energetic. They play off each other, and they're top-notch. I don't have a single bad thing to say about them. Um, I love the defense. Biggest problem, offense. Offense needs a lot of work, you know. And I will say, you know, Chase Daniel, I think, is better than Trubisky, but we're talking just by a microscopic bit is better than Trubisky. Trubisky's got, he's got to improve. He really has to improve. Like I said, Chase Daniel's better, but he's not our saving grace, and he's not our starting quarterback either. We, they're... They're, you know, third string backup quarterbacks at best is how I would is how I would see them. So, Matt, I, w- I want to follow up on that because I, I think you're spot on with Trubisky. What specifically do you think he really needs to do as a bear quarterback to get him up to that next level? Well, the big thing that I would do, he needs to take a little more risks. I know, I know he's trying to play it safe. Like he, he runs the ball for more than he needs to, but you know, the first two weeks, the first two weeks of the season when they started, he was the only quarterback in the NFL that hadn't thrown a touchdown pass. And I mean, that's a problem right there. That's very true. Yeah. Other than Ben Roethlisberger, who went, who went out due to injury. Yeah. And I really hate defending that guy, but yeah, he, he's injured. He's got an excuse, but you know, Trubisky, there's no excuse at all. So he's really got to take some risks out there. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel, though, like, I like what you said with risk, and we brought this up earlier. How do you feel that, do you think Matt Nagy is hiding his quarterback in the aspect of, and I will clarify, we were talking earlier, and we were saying how we feel Matt Nagy will not come out publicly and say that his quarterbacks are no good, but he's coming out to the point and saying, or he's, he, you know, he's not going to say anything. Basically, what I'm saying is he's not going to say anything to the media, Right. But what he's doing is, privately, he's looking at his play calling and go, shit, I can't call any of these plays because I don't have a quarterback. I have to hide them some way. I think I think he might be, yeah. I think, he, like, you know, he still believes in Trubisky, still believes in Chase Daniel, but I think slowly but surely he's starting to realize, you know what, these guys, these guys are not the answer. And... And I don't have anything bad about Matt Nagy. I think he, I think he's still doing a good job, regardless. But and he's really trying with these guys, and he's trying to get them as good as he can get them. But you know, eventually he's going to have to realize, okay, these guys are not cutting it. Yeah, and and I think not cutting it is in in our offense is kind of an understatement because 
we've we've really started out poorly this year. Matt, what do you think about our run game? What could we do um, f- to get that run game off the ground? Because it really looks like we're kind of stagnant. Um, I think. I think most of these guys, like, they just need a little boost of confidence or something like that. You know, they just, you know, I think they once, it's hard to say. I think just confidence is the big thing with them, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah, they're they're really, uh, I think the longest run we've had all year, could that be like 15 to 20 yards? I think what's happening is they're keying in on stopping the run. We're very predictable right now. Um, Nat Nagy's play calling has been run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, pass. And when we're not completing passes, that's really hard on the run game. Listen, it's an old wise tale to say that the running game opens up the passing game and et cetera, et cetera. With that used to be how it was back in the day when rules were a lot lighter. That's not the case anymore. The case is now that the NFL has basically tailor-made for higher power offenses, higher scoring. It's really hard to play defense. But somehow, our defense has still been amazing. What I'm trying to say by this is we need to start making completions, and we need to be threatening on both sides of the ball. But I also, at the same time, don't know. Like, I'm kind of contradicting myself a little bit here because I also don't know if it's the line's fault. I don't know. Our offensive line hasn't been bad pass blocking. But it hasn't been great run blocking either. Yeah, and honestly, I know a good amount about football, but I really don't know a lot about line play. Like, line play is... Listen, line play is very technical. It's Very technical. It's not only very technical, but my understanding in the at the NFL level to have good line play it's like an orchestra everybody has to be in tune with one another oh yeah everybody ha- absolutely has to be call listening to not only the quarterback to what the center's calling out well the center's it, the one that calls all the cover like it, when the blitzes right, come right exactly now so what what you're saying is rings very true very true because it's like you think of chemistry right you think of what do you think of quarterbacks and receivers? Right? Absolutely. The offensive line needs to have that too. The center is the quarterback of that line. The only reason the quarterback calls out those blitzes is because the center can't see him. Once he says that the center looks up and the center makes the line adjustments. So I don't know if we're just not gelling on the run blocking. I don't know what's going on. There's a lot of questions about Kyle long being raised right now. I don't know. I, I honestly, I'm not good enough to really break down line well, play. I, and I'm not an, an expert by any stretch of the imagination, but what you can tell is ask yourself when you guys have both watched the Bears how often there's been a very large hole for either Montgomery or Cohen to run through. Yeah, you just hit the nail right on the head. You know, there's all these open, there's, like you said, there's all these open holes and there's all kinds of opportunities for them to take that they just overlook. I think they're stacking the defenses against us are stacking all the people up front because they are not as scared that any of our quarterbacks are going to throw the ball deep. Yeah, they're playing a lot of man on man. They are. They are. And they could get burnt by that, but we're 
like I said, man, the quarterback position, it's that puzzle piece. It's that last puzzle piece that won't fit, but you keep bashing your hand against yeah. it to try to get it in there, and it's just not working. So so I want to ask Matt, given the conversation we have had about Trubisky, we're all Bear fans, and we want this team to do better. We want to have a quarterback. I mean, when Bear fans fall asleep at night, right, what do they ask for for Christmas? Quarterback, we have been absolutely since, what, 1940. Yeah. Right, right. When, Just give us a quarterback wait, under wait. the Christmas tree. Hold on, wait, <laughs> wait. When did Sid Luckman retire? Uh, what 1940s? Should we ask Alexa see if she knows real quick? Uh, you, we try. can ask Alexa. Yeah. Hey Alexa, when did Sid Luckman retire? And the answer. Oh, 1950. 1950. 1950. Okay. Wow. So we, that's the last time we really had a quarterback that consistently threw the ball. So wow. we haven't had a quarterback now for 69 years, right? Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. yeah. Holy so, cow. So, I, well, and, and the reason we say that is because Sid Luckman still holds a lot of the records. Oh, absolutely. He's He, he is one of the – Sammy Ball would be the other – Okay, but can we talk? Can right? we talk about this too? Uh-huh. Sid Luckman also missed a lot of time because he was out fighting for America in World War II. Well, yeah, he, well, that's amazing. Yeah. I, that I, I mean, I, yeah. you can't. Yeah. Hey, and and kudos out to all those veterans out there that have fought for our country. We really do appreciate you. Yeah, that's we took we took a little turn there, but it's it's true, that's a, man. It's that's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a yeah. P, it's you, a PSA but, that but, is so true. It really is. Could you imagine nowadays, you like someone going, "Hey, sorry, got to go fight this war. I'll be back to win MVP later." Maybe that's what we should do with Trubisky. Just send him off to fight to war. Maybe that'll build up his confidence. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It might. Hey, it is is fighting the war maybe throwing some hand grenades accurately at the uh, opposing side hell no give, he can't go because there's no ir no hell more. give trubisky a hand grenade to throw instead of a football he'll definitely throw it then <laughs> <laughs> so with that note where i was going before all of that was the enemy will be safe. matt do you think that that trubisky can improve or do you think he has hit his ceiling as a quarterback in his first two years or or do we have a, do we really have a chance with trubisky i guess well, I think Trubisky, he's pretty much as good as he's going to get for the moment, but I absolutely want him to prove me wrong. I absolutely want him to improve. I want him to get better. I want, I just want him to be a really good quarterback. I really want him to be confident. I really want him to be consistent. I want him to prove me wrong. I challenge him to prove me wrong. Do you think we have the weapons around him to, so that he can be a quarterback, a good quarterback, or no? Um, I think the weapons are there, but we just don't know how to use them. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. Mm-hmm. And I think that gets back to the play calling aspect. So you, so you think the weapons are there? Like, I think Allen Robinson is, I mean, you put him with Tom Brady, the Patriots are doing damage. You put him with, you put him on Green Bay, we're screwed. Like, yeah, yeah. we have done a well, really good job scouting everything else. So we, um... Now, it was funny because when we turned the mics off, Matt Flesh, that was just here, said, oh, I should have brought up the Tannehill comparison. And we said, it's funny that you brought that up because we've brought that up in the past. And so I'm going to pose the question now to Matt Coleman. 
Matt, do you feel like we could be in a Ryan Tannehill situation where if Trubisky does mediocre next this year and then they're definitely going to give him next year that he signs a big deal or do we move on from him? What do you think? Um with the way the season's going, it, it's it's anybody's game really. It could go either way. So, you know, and admittedly, I'm not sure about the whole Tannehill situation to really have an opinion on it, but I just think it could go either way. Well, with Tannehill, just to let you know, uh, he played for, like, and for the audience to know, Matt basically follows the Bears, and that's about it. So uh, that's why he, that's why Matt's, yeah. like, a little confused on the Tannehill, which is fine. That's what we love. That's why you're here. Um, with Tannehill, basically he seven years of just seven and seven or eight and eight. I mean, sorry, seven and seven, eight and eight. It was just eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight, and it fell into uh, a Catholic term. Everyone said it was purgatory, and that's where they were. So, a lot of people are saying that Trubisky is like that. I'm one of them. What What do you think? Do you think that that is a possibility for the Bears that we fall into this weird place of? Yeah, we win games, but we're never that good. Yeah, that that's possible. I think it could be slightly better than Tannehill because the defense and everything. Because this is a great defense. We haven't had a defense this good in a while. But but yeah, it could definitely fall into that purgatory category, like you mentioned. Yeah, that's uh, that's how I feel too, Matt. And you know, the, it's really frustrating. I think for me as a Bears fan to see such a great defense kind of go to waste with our offense. It hurts, man. It hurts because, you know, it's kind of like getting that bike for Christmas and, you know, they forget to put the tires on the bike. You know, we just don't have anything to get us rolling on offense. Right. And and, uh, it's just a bad situation. Okay, let's uh, transition a little bit here. Do you have any concerns about the defense at all? Um. The only concern that I have right now, you know, is, you know, one of the players is injured, but, you know, that's that's common and everything. But, you know, like I said, I'm not I'm not terribly worried about defense because the energy that they show during those games and the and they play off each other so well. And those touchdown celebrations are fun to watch, too. So I'm not terribly worried about them. Yeah, we and we agree with that. Yeah. Um, Another thing is. I am uh I don't know how to fix this team other than that one position. And I know that we've been ranting and raving on it and we'll get to a question later from a uh, audience member that we had. But um as far as the trade deadline goes, is there anything that you would like to see Okay, let me ask this. What do you think we're going to do trade lot wise? And what do you want to do trade wise? If anything, you can, I mean, you can obviously say nothing. I don't know. I don't know. I probably, um, I probably wouldn't really do anything because that's, because, you know, no matter what you kind of do trade wise, you're going to get judged for it. And I don't feel like being judged. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. What do you think? uh, Do you think we will do anything or you think we'll just leave it as is? Um, I feel like if we do something, then it, then it won't be very well received because you know Ryan Pace. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Ryan well, Pace, hold on. Can we ask Matt before we go on? What are your feelings on Ryan Pace? 
Um, he is he is right down there with the Packers on for my opinion on him. Well, tell, said. Tell, okay, well, hold on. I'm trying to hint at Matt and get him going here. What is it? <laughs> Matt has a great saying, and you, Matt, you've been saying it for years now. Ryan Pace has got to be a Packers fan. There's no other way. <laughs> yeah, <He's> see, <laughs> that's what I was fishing for. Yeah. I was just trying to pull Matt, trying to get it out of him. But yeah, we kind of agree too. Uh, I don't think we're doing anything, Dad. Do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, you know, first of all, I think Ryan Pace has been given way too much credit as some type of young genius who's been brought in to save the Bears franchise. Um, Agreed. Uh, he's really, if you kind of look at his trades, he's had some some good trades. I'll give him Khalil Mack. He, I'll give him he, a handful of, of No, I'll of give him scouting trades. on defense. I yeah. will give him defense. Yeah. He has not missed on defense. Yeah. He's missed on the biggest crucial part, which kind of No, it does. It doesn't kind of. It yeah. just sucks. Yeah. And all yeah. fans are still suffering from post traumatic kicker disorder, but we're slowly getting over it. Yeah, okay. I want to I want to bring that up real quick to Matt too. We talked to Matt Flesh about this and I was wondering with you Matt, do you feel like We've been watching Eddie Panero kick. He's been doing a fabulous job, a wonderful job, but he seems to be like his leg might fall off. He is very hurt. So the question I asked to the other Matt, and I'll ask the same to you, is do you think we should start going for two more if he's still hurt, or do you think we should train someone else to kick? Because... This is a kicker we did trade for. Like, we traded for him. We have him. He's doing really good. He's working his ass off. He's really trying. But are we are we pushing the limits too much on him? Um, I think I think it wouldn't hurt to, you know, at least trade or train another kicker because Pinero's got a lot of heart. Like he's got he's got heart. He's got balls. He's got what it takes to kick. Because even with an injured leg, he's out there still kicking. But you can definitely tell that he's hurt out there. A lot of pride. Yeah, but he's but yeah, I like the guy already. He was definitely he's definitely been a saving grace on this team. But at the same time, if it gets to the point where it's unbearable for him, it wouldn't hurt to have to have somebody trained or somebody traded on the team. I mean, because so. my only thing is, if we would have went for two in the game more, if we got it or not, it would have definitely changed the game. But if we wouldn't have got it, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, I, I think, though, right now we're the only team in the NFL that after their kicker kicks, we need two guys to come out and help the kicker off the field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, well, I mean, uh, Matt, do you have anything else you want to talk about here? Fuck the Packers. <laughs> Fair enough. Before we do go, we did have a question posed to us. And I am so happy to say this. Curtis from California came back to us. Man, Curtis is becoming a regular. I wish other people would follow in Curtis's footsteps. It is great to have him as a listener. Absolutely. And, and yep. to definitely start to have him as a regular. We will end the podcast on Curtis's question because he did pose a question to us. He brought up the whole Kurt Warner conundrum. So remember, Kurt Warner was getting older. He goes to the Giants. You know, he still wins games. Basically, if I'm correct, uh, Curtis basically said, do we take a shot on Eli Manning? So we'll go round table. We'll start with our guest first. Matt, what do you think? Oh, Absolutely. I would I'd go for Eli. He he's got two Super Bowl rings. And plus, you know, 
plus, you know, I think he's got a much better chance than Trubisky. And plus, Peyton Manning, he he was blessed as a Bears fan, so how can you go wrong? <laughs> All right, we'll <laughs> go to that. you down, down. Yeah, I, Eli, I'll give him a thumbs up. Uh, if you look at what Eli was able to do when he could stand up and actually throw the ball in a vertical position instead of a horizontal position, which he usually was during the Giants' last stand. Um, yeah, I think he could be a good quarterback. And then there's me. I'm going to get labeled so negative on this damn thing, and I don't care. No! Hell no, I don't want Eli. <laughs> no offense, Curtis. I love that you listen, and I love that you keep throwing out questions for us, and I appreciate it, but this is where we agree to disagree. There is no way. That man is washed. I mean, Kurt Warner could still move around, and like he looks like a broken soldier. What what was that? Uh, um, what was that musical where the orphan Timmy on the crutches? That's kind of what Eli looks like. Scrooge, you know what was that? The ghost of the Christmas, Christmas Carol. Pound? Yeah, the Christmas, about the Carol. Christmas Carol. Yeah, okay. yeah little Tiny Tim. Tim. Tiny Tim. That's yeah. what he's looking like out there. Jeez. I'm not trying to be mean. Yeah, I am. <laughs> it's bad. What? I, listen. Eli, I know you said vertical position. He had Odell Beckham. Like he could, he still, his reads were bad. And everything was bad. Listen, Kurt Warner was on NFL Network trying to back him up. I'm listen. I'm all for giving. And Curtis's question was, you know, do you give someone an opportunity, basically, who you feel like their tires are worn out, they're done, they're bald? Do you give that person a chance to retread? Get back out there. I do say yes, just not Eli. Who? I don't know. I, is there any other quarterback you would take a chance on, you guys, that comes to mind? Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that would be coming back from retirement for the 300th time. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But no. No, do, I, I, do you, can't, do I can't think, think of I can't think of anyone right now that just immediately stands out no uh one question i do have to ask and i really like i want to um matt how do you feel about the whole jimmy garoppolo situation and by that i mean i feel like pace came out very publicly didn't he dad and said i want this guy yes and it's very interesting what happened and i have a theory on this and i'll touch on it after i ask this question but matt we went to try to get him. We didn't get him. Waited, 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 waited. Or we didn't wait at all. We just said, okay, on to the next. And then it was Glennon and then Trubisky, which both have, well, one for sure in Glennon turned out to be a god-awful move. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, do you think we should have waited, taken our time with Trub or to get Garoppolo? Or do you think we'd still be in the same position, Garoppolo or not? Um, I think we should have waited, and I think Garoppolo would have been would have been better because you know he was with the Patriots for the first for the few first few games of that season, right? And he did yeah, relatively well. They so. draft, yeah, they drafted <laughs> him. Yeah, so I think Garoppolo could have could have held himself pretty well, but but you know, again, Ryan Pace. Now I I do have a theory on this, and I don't know if I'm wrong, but I feel like with Bill Belichick, Bill really liked Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. But Tom wanted Jimmy gone because I think it did pose a threat to Tom. But at the same time, every other time, 
you see the Patriots, they trade away a player, get a player back, the same player, for instance, Jamie Collins, trades to the Browns, leaves the Browns, comes back to New England, looks younger, looks better. I don't know how they do it other than they can coach their ass off. What I'm saying by all this to to do with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is I feel like he saw John Fox's offense and said, I want to put Jimmy in a place. We have to trade him. I think he's good. I want to put him in a place to succeed, and I'm going to do that with Kyle Shanahan because Kyle Shanahan is a offensive guru. So you're saying that there's still a chance for Antonio Brown then? Well, <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. He's trying to come back in the league itself, but I think I think his issues might have to play out through the court system but, but before what, people honestly, take, though, what take guys, him on again. But honestly, what do you guys think? Do you think that's actually hold some water or full of shit or I I, I I'm sorry, I don't really agree with it. I No, I, that's fine. Yeah, I, I just don't buy it. I, I think uh they they thought they would get a good deal for Jimmy trading him away and I don't think it was much more than that. You don't think Bill was looking out for Jimmy by going to the 49ers? Uh, not necessarily, no. Really? Right. Because, I mean, we're both NFC teams. Yeah. It's kind of weird, though, well, don't you think? You know, you, when you use the Christmas Carol um, little metaphor earlier? Yeah. Well, the ultimate um, player in the Christmas Carol is Scrooge. That's Bill Belichick. Just picture Bill Belichick. He is the ultimate Scrooge with any player coming through his system. No, I totally disagree with that. I could not disagree with that anymore. No, Bill Belichick, like, uh, say what you will about him, but he he gives some results. He Yeah, I mean, he gives results. he's a Scrooge to the media. I don't think he's a Scrooge behind the scenes. Well, yeah. I think it's a character, like radio characters. People play characters on the radio. Unfortunately, we don't. We're just ourselves, so... If you hate us, you hate us. So that's what you get. I mean, I don't know. that's a sign you're doing something right, though. Yeah, right. That's true. Hey, haters gonna hate. You listen though. I I do think that, Matt. Do, do you think my theory holds any water? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Hey, listen. We all can't always get along all the time, but what we can get along is that one day our beloved Bears will win the Super Bowl. Again. Yeah. Again. Yes. Yeah. And we can all celebrate in our lifetime. I'm 32. I've never seen it. I want to see it so bad. I want both of you to see it so and, badly. And how, how much of a cock tease was it that they won the Super Bowl a year before we were born? Yep, that is true. All right, well, uh, I think, Matt, you got anything else you want to get off your chest? Uh, uh, my shirt later. <laughs> All right. If you guys know Matt, that is so Matt. Yeah, we. his name is Matt Next Level because he always takes things to the next level. Um, we'll be back. On uh, Tuesday, we're going to record a podcast, and we're going to do all the bye weeks and talk about the teams and everything. If you guys have any questions, please follow Curtis's lead. Leave us a message anywhere on social media or whatever, and we will get back to you. And it might be on the podcast. It might be you know, on the social media site, but uh, hopefully we get these phones up and running we can start tweeting stuff out and getting people way more involved. Like I said, I put a post on 34 to glory today. We want to build this as a community. We want this to be a real thing. Like we might all disagree with each other on certain things, but it just want it to be a place where bear fans can get together. We can vent and we can celebrate. Am I Absolutely. Right? We are passionate about our bears. We want them to win. I want to see these two guys, uh, see a super bowl in their lifetime 
and we're moving forward. And not just us, just all Bears fans. Yeah. So, Matt, yeah. thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. Not a problem. All right, with that being said, remember, guys, it's always a great time when you... Bear down. Duh, Bears. Bears.